Issues the show where we talk about a comic to two guys who don't normally read comics. Um, usually, when I'm on this couch, we end up talking about an independent book, and that's actually what's happening today. Um, you already saw <laughs> no surprise. No surprise. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I've done a few that haven't been. A lot of them surrounding either Doctor Strange yes. or Ghost Rider. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to do another indie book, um, so it ended up kind of being my choice, and it was really between two different ones. I'm not going to say what the other one is, simply because then the comments will be filled with, I wish you had done that instead, so I'm not even going to say it. Mm. I'm not even going to say it. Good call. I'm not even going to say it. Um, instead, what we're going to do is what I consider to be, not even, I can't even consider it to be, it is my number one comic from 2017. All Ooh, right. This is the best comic for me for 2017. That is saying a lot. And like, it's still, like, I would say this is probably my best comic, uh, best comic for 2018 as well, <laughs> because I love this so much. Um, it's what gave me so much hope for Donny Cates' run, and I know for a lot of people on uh, Doctor Strange, uh, they really like what Cates was doing. Um, he just, he was fine. He just didn't live up to what he had done in this book, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But this is Donny Cates' God Country. It was a six-issue story. This is all of it. It's right here. There's no more to this story. He told it all, and then he walked away. Nice. Oh, it's, so it's like, like one that. volume and then This finished. is it. Yep, this is the whole thing. It's, it's, it's a spectacular, like, just amazing story that really came out of nowhere. Um, I got on board from it from the get-go. Like, I read the solicit for it, and I was just like, that sounds interesting. And I never looked back, and I wasn't wrong. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just telling you, I'm not wrong. This is a great book. Get over it. I not only have this, I have all of the floppies, plus the spawn variants that our population <laughs> was kind enough to send me because well, that was... Spawn variants? Yeah, Image did a whole thing where they were like, we're going to do spawn variants for all these books that were coming out, and they had oh. one for God Country, and it was like perfectly done because of the nature of this story, so I had to get that. And luckily, the population came through, and I have that, and I, and I just I absolutely, absolutely adore it. Here it is, signed and everything. Oh, wow. It's just it's so perfect. It's just so, so well done. So uh, Image put out a Spawn variant. Yes. Uh, did a different publisher put out one for the the PS4 and then a different one for the Nintendo Wii? Yeah, yeah. There was also the, uh, there's a Hihachi and, uh, and a Link, and a Link <laughs> one. It was, you know, it's your personal preference. I also have the hardcover edition that when I heard like San Diego Comic-Con had like this special edition that was coming out and you'd only be able to get it there. I think you were able to get it other places, but like I was like, well, what if I can only get it there and I'm not going to San Diego? <laughs> so I was like, Sal, can you ask Jason Inman to <laughs> buy this for me and I'll give him money for it? And he did, because he's an awesome guy. Nice. Um, if and they then, create a stone tablet version, are you also gonna buy that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this book has traveled around, so it ended up in San Diego, then it went to New Jersey, and then it flew to Denver, where Sal got it signed by Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw, oh, the cool. guy who drew the book. And Jeff Shaw did a little picture of the sword. And it's just, it's just, uh, I just, I just love this book. I'm not gonna let these guys touch this one. So that one's going over there. Um, no, don't touch it. <laughs> Get your greasy hands all That's over right. it. I'll bite you. That's more me. Um, yeah, exactly. I can't believe you were handling it without gloves. No, I, it's, it's okay because it's my book. You can destroy the rating on it. I don't. No, it's for me. It's made. <laughs> you don't out, want to seal it. In it's a made plastic out to tomb. me. Like <laughs> not for long. I prefer <laughs> no. I always like the personalization. I always prefer mm. that. Um, so this book, man, this book is so good. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not going to do it justice, but we're going to go for it. We're not right. going to do this book justice. Um, Hopefully that, we'll encourage a lot of people to pick it up. I, so then seriously, guys, if you haven't. find out for themselves. This is such a good book. So good. Um, and this, you're going to find out just how much. Yeah. Yeah. This, As are we. All right. Um, this book uh, came from a, a really 
sort of personal place for Donny Cates. I'll kind of get into it as we go along. Um, he pairs up with Jeff Shaw, who he's worked on a couple of other books with. The two of them have a really great working relationship. So it's just like, for me, this is like both of them synergizing <laughs> and coming out with this amazing product. Um, book opens up in Texas. That's where Donny Cates is from. It's told in a sense like a modern myth. It's told from the perspective of someone else in this family years later, like okay. a different generation. So you know how like Saga is told from Hazel's perspective? Yeah. This is like, we don't know who this person is, but we know that they're related. I think it's the great, great, great grandchild of our kind of main protagonist. Okay. Protagonist a in a sense. Yeah, because there's, like, there's a whole family dynamic here and we'll get into that, but by the end of it they kind of reveal that but you don't know who it is and you're not meant to that person doesn't matter except that they're telling us the story in like this really like amazing sort of laid-back way you can definitely read like the texan like drawl or accent in the way that like uh kate's writes it and again he lived there so he kind of i'm like that, yeah. that that seems legit mm -hmm. I, I don't know mm -hmm. i'm from new jersey i, I don't know <laughs> the quinlans are the family in this we're gonna meet roy quinlan uh his wife janie and their daughter, Dina, and they're from Austin. And they ride up to this house, which is clearly like a family home, and the sheriff's there. And the sheriff's like, hey, Roy, um, yeah, we, we found him. He's in a bad way, and um, you should probably come inside. And they're, they're chatting about it, and basically talking about Roy's father, Emmett is ill, and um, he has Alzheimer's disease. Mm. And so sometimes he gets out. And by gets out, I mean, it's not like anyone <laughs> yeah. lives with him necessarily, but he'll wander yep. off he'll just go, and he causes yeah. a lot of trouble because he doesn't remember things. Yep. And he's an angry man. And he always kind of has been like, he's just kind mm. of like, you know, just an he's crotchety. He's a crotchety guy. He's also kind of like a, a really like, you know, he's like a man's man kind of guy in a okay. way where he's just like a man does this for his family and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And like when he de like developed Alzheimer's, like that really, like when he was given the diagnosis, that really hit him hard because he knew he wasn't gonna be able to do the things he should do. Right. And so now that he, it is full on developed, it's like, that's kind of somewhere in the back of his mind, even if he can't really reach those memories, but like, it's just all of the anger just comes out. And so like, he like got into a fight with the cops who tried to bring him home. And like, so the sheriff's like, I don't wanna do this, but like, if you don't take the steps to either put him in a home or get him the help that he needs. It's not even getting the help that he needs. It's, mm -hmm. He wants him to put him in a home. Yeah, and Roy's like, I don't want to do that to my dad. But here's the thing. The next time, I might have to take other action. Like, mm -hmm. I can't... I, like, like, arrest him? For, arrest him. Or, like, if, if the fight goes real bad, like, what if... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's like, for his... Violent. Yeah, yeah, for his safety, for other people's safety. Like, the sheriff's trying to be real cool about yeah. it. But I can't he's like, risk him, like, freaking out on someone. Yeah, he's like, yeah. but you gotta do something, right? Yeah. And we get the feeling that Janie is very unhappy about all of this, in the sense that like she don't want to be there. Oh, so like, not even wanting to help. Kind of help. Uh, nope. Like when Roy goes inside, he's like, "You can come in, Janie," and she's like, "I'm not coming in. Oh, I'm not coming in. I'm gonna stay outside with our daughter." And so like, this is your dad. That's I'm right. This crap. So when they go inside, they they continue their conversation. And Emmett's at the top of the stairs and he just starts screaming because he's like, get out of my house, like, where's Elizabeth? You know, mm. you guys are thieves. Like, just, like, there's no comprehension of what's going on. And Roy's like, I'm your son, Dad. Like, relax. And that's about the time that his, um, well, Emmett's granddaughter, Dina, wanders into the house because she's like, I want to see Grandpa. Uh -huh. And, like... And she's young. Yeah, and Emmett starts screaming, I'll kill you all. And so, like, you know, Janie immediately grabs Dina and, like, takes her outside. And it's just like... 
I'm out of here. I'm leaving. We should have never left Austin. Like, you messed up. Like, this isn't my problem. Mm -hmm. So he's trying to deal with, like, Roy's dealing with that. The sheriff gets Emmett back into bed and is like, look, man, like, you're going to have to make some choices. I'm sorry. And then he leaves. Mm -hmm. So, like, Roy's pretty much on his own. And, like, he's in between these two, like, unbalances in his life. Like, his dad needs to be cared for, but is an angry, angry, like, vicious person. His wife doesn't want to have to deal with this. He uprooted his entire family to be here. Mm-hmm. They are kind of in danger in a sense, you know yeah. what I mean? And like, he doesn't know which way to go. Dina and Janie get in the truck and Janie takes off and leaves. Roy's like, I have to stay here. I got no ride now. The sheriff is still there and he's just like, you want me to take you someplace? And he's like, no, I'm gonna stay here and take care of my dad, I guess. <laughs> and um, so was, I'm confused, was the plan that they were gonna live there? I think he was. Like they, oh, okay. they had moved there and like oh, okay. I think they kinda just had arrived in town and so like upon seeing this, like Janie had already met his dad mm-hmm. and like had known him, I think, a little bit beforehand. Um and so like she kinda knew that like over time he had become this sort of like right. monster, but not like he's not an intentional monster. Right. Yeah, he was a hard man before that, but like this is something that's uncontrollable. Right. He- he can't recognize people, yeah. so he's just beset by strangers. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So later on um, that evening, uh, a tornado hits Texas. And, and by Texas, I mean the town, not all of Texas, because Texas <laughs> is very large. That'd be a very big tornado. Big tornado. No, this, yeah, super tornado this, with sharks this, in it. The tornado hits this town that, that, that they live in, and um, it like destroys the town. And like it almost gets Janie and Dina. Um, but they turn around and they head back to the Quinlan home and it totally like as they like kind of arrive like it decimates the Quinlan home. Wow. Oh damn. Like it just ruins it entirely. And like honestly it's funny because the narrator is like the fact that Roy lived would have been enough of a story mm-hmm. to, for me to tell you. But it wasn't just what, like, what happened it was what was in the tornado. And so Roy gets up his daughter runs to him and Roy looks behind her and and Janie is past that and there's this demon standing there. Oh. Like a straight up what? demon was in yep. the tornado. <laughs> and like it's gonna get Dina. Roy tries to grab her like as though he's gonna be able to do anything. And the fact is like Roy isn't he's a good guy, but he's not a fighter. And so like there was nothing he was gonna be able to do anyway except either sacrifice himself for his daughter or they were both gonna die. But Emmett, on the other hand, was a fighter through and through. He's been a fighter all his life. And like, in fact, the narrator says that like, like Emmett Quinlan was a god, like among like men, essentially. Like Mm -hmm. he was a good guy, he was a strong man, he was a fighter. He's like John Wayne. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so like the demon like takes pause for a second because behind him, Emmett Quinlan is wielding like a 12 foot sword and just eviscerates the demon and destroys it. And it's like epic looking, like it's incredible, (laughs) right? Especially with the first time I've seen Emmett, like he looks like this old Zeus character. Yep, yeah, he's just like, he's he's overweight, he's old, he's got long scraggly hair because no one's been able to care for him in the way that he needs to be cared for because he obviously is not letting anybody near him. And um, now he's wielding this massive magic sword. Um, The sword has a name, its name is Valifax. Yes, I was hoping there would be a name. The second you saw, I saw the sword on the cover, I was like, (laughs) Hope the sword has a name. Yeah, well, the, the narrator says the sword's name, because of course it had a name, <laughs> was Valifax, and essentially the sword had been chasing the demon. What? When 
It came to Emmett, Emmett wielded it, and upon wielding it, it pushed back the Alzheimer's. And Emmett Quinlan recognized people for the first time in years. Hmm. And so he turns around and he knows exactly who Roy is. He knows exactly who Janie is. He knows exactly who Dina is. And he remembers that his wife died. And so he has to live through that again. Ah! So was the sword in the tornado with the demon? It, no, it comes behind it. Basically, oh, okay. like the tornado, either the tornado was the fight or the demon was the tornado and then the sword arrived. Okay. Um, so basically they have this like kind of cool like moment where they're just like, well, Dean is the most like, yay, it's grandpa. And the other two are like, ah. Oh. <laughs> what is happening? Like you this would. weird. I've got like 50 questions off the top of my head <laughs> and that's just not even the end of it so right there. Demons don't like walk the earth normally, no. right? In this universe, okay. No. Everyone's as surprised as you would be if you saw yes. a demon come out of a tornado. Exactly, exactly. Do we find out where the demon and the sword come from? Yeah. Okay. Oh no, we definitely do because the fact is like, this is like, this is crazy, but what <laughs> is crazier is what is behind both of those entities. Mm. The next thing that's coming. This is just the beginning. Of this is a just larger, the beginning yeah. of their their fight, and and essentially like what is to come for the Quinlans, and for Emmett in oh, particular. Oh, just for the Quinlans. Yeah. Well, it really focuses on them. Mm. Um, There's not like things hitting the earth all over the place. No, 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 no. So. <laughs> um, so first of all, what you need to know is that the, what the reveal is that we see here is that clearly this is the next thing that's coming, yeah. right? Um, when Donny Cates was like a, a, a boy growing up in West Texas, he read a lot of Kirby books, like Jack Kirby books, mm. which included a lot of like God elements and yeah. like very specific Space looking stuff. creations, right? Mm. And so this is a distillation of that. Okay. Is growing up in Texas and Kirby, and the fact that like, he feels like West Texas is this area where it's like this untouched beauty, and the fact that it's like. like if you looked out there, and has, like, he called it like, he's like, it has this like, he didn't want to say eerie, but like, that's not quite the right word, but it's essentially that, and that like, if you were to see like, old gods fighting in West Texas, it would be shocking, but not out of place. Mm -hmm. And so like, it was all of these ideas that kind of came into this. Um, and another element too, but we'll, we'll get to that a little later on. I like that you have this right behind the guy, which looks like the top of the tornado. Right? Well, really what that is, is that's how he got there. This is yeah. like a little wormhole. By the way, you see this? Like, this is Jeff Shaw totally picking up what Donnie Cates is putting down with the whole Kirby thing, because Kirby is known, of course, for the Kirby crackle, and you can see that style of effect in the background mm -hmm. of, of this splash page. Yeah. Jeff Shaw's awesome. So you see this little flashback to clearly when, um, you know, the Alzheimer's had really kicked in and Emmett's in the hospital and like Roy's trying to explain the fact that he had, was married because you see his, his wife there now pregnant. And they, she didn't get married when she was pregnant. It's just that he's trying to like remind him. He's just like, remember, remember we got married and the ceremony mm -hmm. was nice. And like, so it, it's, it's, I like this little moment because it shows you like the struggle that the family's had overall and like that like Janie has struggled honestly herself with having to deal with this because that's not her father. And it's been years apparently. Yeah. Considering how old Dean is. Oh yeah. Um, so he hugs her and it's really sweet and like, you know, she didn't see that coming kind of thing, right? And like, um, Roy tells his dad, he's like, can you put the sword down for a second? Cause like <laughs> you're just, you're hugging everybody with the sword. And he's just like, oh, I thought I did. He's like, no, you put Dina down, but like, <laughs> eh, what, what's happening? And then like, you know, Emmett's like, oh, like, what happened to the house? And he's like, don't you remember the tornado? And he's like, kind of. 
<laughs> I remember like, you know, like the, the lights flickering and noises. And I remember hearing something calling to me, almost like it was singing to me. And then like, he uses this crazy power and essentially rebuilds the house. Whoa. But he rebuilds it exactly like it used to be. So like the door was always a little messed up because the foundation was cracked. Cause like his, I think Emmett's dad or grandfather built the house. And so like the doors were like always a little like wonky and hard to open, and that's exactly how it goes back into place. Okay, it's not like new. No, no, he builds it. He rebuilds it exactly as he remembers it, which I was like, that's really sweet. Dad, I'm um, glad you rebuilt the house. Could you rebuild it with like maybe some cable? Right. Like this antenna shit's got. Well, <laughs> they actually mentioned that later on because like Cheney's like, so he fixed everything in the house except the air conditioning. So I guess they had that put in later, <laughs> and so he didn't remember that. <laughs> so it's like ridiculously hot. Um, so anyway, they're gonna start like talking more because Roy's like, what the hell? You just built the house out of like nothing, basically, out of what was left of it and using the sword. And like all of a sudden Emmett's like, hang on a second. He puts a shirt on sort of over his like self, his naked, not naked because he just doesn't have a shirt on. He's mm -hmm. like a button down over it. And he's like, stay in the house. I gotta go deal with something outside. <laughs> and he walks outside and that crazy Kirby-like god lands and destroys their mailbox. Uh. And um, he's just like, I'm Aristus, god of war, blood and honor. And uh, here's the thing, you have my dad's sword and I really need to bring it home. Because mm. his dad is, is uh, a tomb, because he has an umlaut over the U. Uh. Um, and he's the eternal lord and high father of the thousand realms of blah, 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 right? <laughs> Whatever. And he's just like, I gotta, you gotta, you gotta give it back so I can, I can bring it home. And, and like, he, and like, Emmett's like, here's the thing. I don't care who your dad is. This, first of all, you're on my property. Second of all, I have this sword. I'm not gonna give it to you. Yeah, this sword's awesome. I mean, I'll give it to you, but it's gonna be pointy at first. Right, exactly. <laughs> and he does, cause like, Aristus is like, you dare to speak to me like that? And, the, and like, Emmett takes the sword and like shoves it right in his face. And all of a sudden, the sword goes kneel. Then the sword speaks. The sword speaks? The sword speaks. <laughs> I mean, it's got a name. And, um, all right. And Aristus is like, sorry, sorry, <laughs> my apologies. And it turns out that Valifax is like the lord or god of all swords. Okay. Much like Shadowfax is the Lord of Horses. <laughs> kind of? And this sword is white too, like Shadowfax. Yeah, so. alright. And they both end in facts. I'm gonna kinda of, They do. I'm gonna, yeah, that's I'm, right. gonna I'm gonna wreck that theory for you in a little bit, alright? Does fax mean like Lord in some I, language? No, I don't I don't know. Um, if you ask Tolkien, he would know. Yeah. We'll look at the Ouija board and we'll ask him about that. Next Well apparently time. Tolkien's dead. <laughs> we'll try to get him anyway. I like that this guy. What was his name? Aristus? Aristus. Aristus. He's like huge. Oh no, he is huge. He's like he's like ten feet tall. Oh yeah. No, he is That's cool. He's, he's ten feet tall. He's got a shock of red hair and he fires lightning bolts out of his arse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, he is gigantic. Yeah. Like this like, I, I would say Emmett's probably easily six foot. Yeah. And like he's, he's a big guy. Yeah. He's like he's like probably twelve feet easily. Yeah. Like he's a he's a big dude. Yeah. Um but he's also really honorable. Which is cool, because he's not just the regular God of War, he's God of War and Honor and all that crap, so it's right. like, good for you, Aristus. Um, so anyway, I love this moment, because like, Janie totally drops the F-bomb, mm -mm. and like, I, it's just such a human moment, it doesn't <laughs> even need to be here, but like, Dean is like, Mommy cursed! And I was like, <laughs> yep. Valifax gives Aristus a hard time, and then Emmett's like, that's right, don't you be talking to me like that, because I got the sword. And Valifax is like, Emmett of the Clan Quinlan, like, you chill out too. You guys are gonna have a regular conversation, like, like you know, honorable, normal people, just 
quit it, everybody, just quit it. And like Emmett's like, all right, I guess we should go somewhere else. And the two of them just kind of awkwardly like stand there for a moment and like Aristus is like, if you concentrate, Valifax will take us someplace else. So we should probably do that. Roy pops in. He's just like, you're leaving? What are you doing, Dad? And he's just like, I got to take care of something. The sword wants to go somewhere. I got to go. Yeah, exactly. And he's just like, I, you know, I, I, what are you going to do? And yeah. like, Aristus tries to like, like put himself in there. He's like, no, listen, it's okay, son of Quinlan. Like, we'll be back. <laughs> and like, Roy's like, could you, could you? I'm not talking to you, sir, gigantic, terrifying man. Sir, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I can barely comprehend this. Could you not? Could you not? Just step off for a second, Aristus. Cause like, I, uh, my dad and I it's are gonna a, talk like normal people. It's been for a, a hard day. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they do leave the two of them, and um, basically the the family goes back inside because they don't know what else to do. Yeah. Like, they're just like, okay, well. We should probably just take we'll a hot second. Yeah. And Aristus and, and Emmett head off and like... Oh, they just walk. They No, no, he... No. he oh, they teleport. He poofs them, okay. like... Uh, Valifax takes them elsewhere to some place that, um, that Emmett wants to go. And um, uh, Aristus says how lovely the area is. And like, he's like, what is this kingdom called? He's like, Texas. And he's like, all right. Mm -hmm. And um, essentially, like... He ends up explaining a little bit about... Um, Valifax and the fact that he is like the, the Lord of the God of Blades mm -hmm. and that like he is like the greatest sword in all the thousand realms and all that stuff right sure and like Emmett equates it to Excalibur and he's just like he that he's like Excalibur and like mm -hmm. Aristus is like he's not just like Excalibur he is Excalibur because every blade that was ever forged is Valifax interesting Valifax is huh. everywhere even at that moment like in all the thousand realms and all of the like everywhere that any fight is going on that includes a blade, Valifax is there now. He is he is slaying people. He is like triumphantly like winning. He is you know destroying evil. He's like killing warriors. Like but also losing. Yeah, no, it's all of those things. <laughs> yeah. Like he is doing all of these things at at once. But this is Valifax's like true form essentially is mm. as this sword growing. Right? Yeah, gigantic sword. And um, we find out that. Aristus's father, a tomb, forged Valifax. Okay. Oh. Um, in the heart of, of a dying realm. Um, so, like, when he says it was my father's, it's not like it was passed down to him. He made. No, he him. he made yeah. Valifax, and uh, in the kingdom of always, um, which I was like, that's a fun name. And like, <laughs> uh, his father is technically the god of kings. Okay. Like, dip, look, like they do bring up religion a little bit in this, and like you're gonna make decisions on what this really means or not, doesn't mean or whatever. But like they kind of make it out to be like he's like the top of the top, right? Right, in terms of of, like of Zeus, gods, I guess. Yeah, yeah, in a way. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like Emmett's like, oh, it's like a family heirloom, that kind of thing, and he's just like, no, the fact is, Valifax belongs to no one. It chooses right, who will wield it. Right. It's got a mind of its own. Yeah. And so when it showed up, it chose Emmett. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, Aristus can't just physically take it. Right. He has to be given it. Even though he kind of wants to. Or Valifax <laughs> has to leave him. Mm -hmm. It's one of those two things. That's right. the only way that this can, can go down. And So um, you can, like, give up Valifax. Yeah, you could be like, I don't want it. You, you is yours. So if Aristus knows all this, why was he like, you have to give me that sword when he first showed up? He... Because he's like, you have to give it to me. Or and he was hoping, hoping that, that yeah, he would just, just do it. He's like, aren't you scared? Look at me. I'm really right. big. 
He's like, but I'm not. He's like, damn it. All right. Ah. All right I'm going to level with you. Usually that works. <laughs> you don't have to give it to me. I, I thought you might yeah, if it, I tricked you into thinking that you had to, but, but uh, that it didn't work, so like here a, we are. Oh, yeah, I'm exactly. It's interesting, too, because you see this chain here and that chain here. It's never really explained, but it's almost like Valifax abandoned Aristus. Yeah, even like though, it used to be attached to him. Yeah. And I was like, no. Emmett kind of boils down everything that, that Arista said, being like, oh, like, he doesn't like explaining himself, and like, that's fine, I'm fine, like, you know, talking about Valifax, so he's like, that's my kind of guy, because like, I don't like chatting too much anyway. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, explains further on, like, if Valifax disapproves of something that the, his champion does, he'll take off, he'll leave. Like, if he loses his trust, or like, you know, he doesn't like mm. what you do, he'll leave you, and upon doing that, you'll be like, twisted inside out. Like, it's real bad. Like, you'll die. Ah, really? Yeah, well, he, yeah. I, even if you're a god. Yeah, because mm. he is a god killer, too. Hmm. Yeah. We find out why Emmett wants to come here, by the way. It's because this is where his wife was buried. And so when he shows up, the grave hasn't been taken care of, and he kind of wipes away some of the things. And it's just a sweet little moment. Like, that's just what he thought of first. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, Aristus is like, maybe you could just give it back to us. And he's like, all right, mm -hmm. well, here's the thing. If I give it back and, like, you take it and I, and I let you go with it, whatever, right? Will I still be able to, like, can you guys fix my Alzheimer's, basically? Mm. And well, he's he just... seems super powerful. Like. He's like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and so he explains <laughs> it to him. He's I don't just, understand your human diseases. He's like, all right, like, it, it makes you forget things. It takes parts away from you, like, all of it, right? Like, you can't remember your name. You can't remember any of it. And, I, and it all came back to me when I held Valifax. And, like, Aristus is like, oh, it's like a curse. And he's like, there's nothing we could do for that. If you're holding the sword, the curse goes away. Well, he... he, uh, he <laughs> The like, sword can do something Aristus for that, but nothing like, I can do. Yeah, but like Aristus is like, that's the best he can equate it to as a curse. Because yeah. he doesn't know what else it is. Right. We don't have but, medicine in yeah. our society. We don't have diseases that we're gods. <laughs> but like, it's like a curse? Okay, no, I can't help you with that. Yeah, and, and like it temporarily goes away, but, but if you nobody let go of the sword, can, you're yeah. still Nobody cursed. can help with that. Yeah. The sword fixes it, but nobody can... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Is that true, or do well, we find I think it's out? just because like that's just part of what Valifex can specifically do. Okay. Remember, because they all like have different things. That yeah, has. exactly. Okay. Um, so like he's just like I'm. I'm sorry. Like if you lose the blade, you're gonna go back to your previous state. And like Emmett's like, well, then I'm not gonna give it to you. I'm sorry. Right, like yeah. that's just not gonna happen. And he's like, all right. Well, I'm gonna go. Fair enough. If you change your mind, just let me know. But right. I feel like the next time we meet, it won't be as allies. Oh. Like, he's just like, I'm going to have to come back here. I'm going to have to kill you and, and take that sword. it's going to be real bad. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to now, beat does you. Does he lead him? Does he explain to him what the consequences are? Like, what's going to happen? Like, are there more monsters and stuff coming? No, the consequences are that his dad will never stop. Will never stop? Coming for that sword. A tool? Ah. Yeah, a tool. Okay. He'll never stop sending people to get that sword. And so his family will never have a moment's peace. Okay. But like, Emmett's like, bring it on, I can take him. Right. So the two of them leave on like decent terms where they're just yeah. like, you know, like he's like, I'm sorry like that I'm gonna have to come back here eventually and kick your butt. And he's just like, well, I'll see you then. And he's like, do you have a message from my father? Mm. By the way, because that's usually how these things go. Like you, mm -hmm. if you're not gonna give me the sword, I have to have a message when you come back. So Father, uh, uh, I have a message from Emmett. Uh, I don't know what this means. <laughs> <laughs> He also he also expelled wind from his lower regions. Um, <laughs> told me to tell you that as well. Yeah, I don't understand it, but uh, yeah, but that was the message. I I don't know. Go um, 
so anyway, in the kingdom of always, uh, Aristus shows up and he's just like, what word do you, you bring of my, my, my jerk sword who left me? <laughs> and he's just like, well, um, Valifax claimed a champion and that champion's not gonna give up the sword. So uh, it also, he gave me a message and he's like, well, apparently it's like something of a battle cry um, in their realm. And the words are, come and take it. Huh, wow. <laughs> That's hardcore. Emmy Quinlan is a badass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's also kind of tempting fate, though. He can't I mean, help himself. Uh, he can't help himself. Yeah. You got um, a family man that feeling, could be caught up on, in this. Well, he's a family man, but he has to protect them. He's feeling the on top of the world, yeah, right? Yeah, but still, it's just begging someone to come and fight you. I don't right? know if that's a good idea. So back on the Quinlan Ranch, like a little bit of time has passed, and like this time should have been used preparing for what was coming, but instead they just... <laughs> no. like are having a nice time. Like he's hanging out with his granddaughter and like they're playing like cowboys and Indians and like just that kind of thing. Like mm -hmm. they're just having a nice time. And like Roy is like kind of reflecting on the things that have been going on. And he, <laughs> and like how Janie's like, um, you know, I kind of get it. Like, like I, I, your, your dad's a good guy. And um, I get what you've been trying to tell me all this time, but I didn't get you, I never really got to see Well, it. I didn't get to meet that guy. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. And like inevitably like, you know, She's like, you know, no, like, you know, when I see him, like, shaved and, like, you know, like, put together and the way he's, like, with Dina and stuff like that, like, I totally understand. And, like, Roy's like, yeah, no, it's nice, but it wasn't, like, he wasn't like that with me. Hmm. So, like, oh. you've heard stories like that where it's just, like, like, when they become grandparents, people get softer or, like, they're very different with their grandchildren than they mm -hmm. are with their children. Yeah. So Roy's never even seen the side of his father. Yeah. And so, like, you know, Roy has this moment where he's like, I think this is my fault because, like, I was praying that like things would get better and that like something would like either take him away in a sense or like make him better. Mm -hmm. And like Janie's like, that's crazy. Right. That, that's crazy. That you think okay. that this magic that's sword crazy, coming from space. But this situation we find ourselves in is not. Right. Well, she's like, you can't blame yourself. That's not your fault. Like this oh, is yeah. that part is crazy. Yeah, that yeah, part's crazy. You think that your magical prayer was answered by this sword falling from the sky. Right. I mean, that's not from. really that far of a stretch. Right? Well, now that you know that stuff like this exists, yeah, not so much. Yeah. Um, so outside, Janie, or Dina's like, can I play with Valifax? And huh. like, um, <laughs> Emmett's like, I guess you'll have to ask Valifax. And Valifax is like, I'm not a toy. I'm like right now, like I am like killing, like like I'm I'm flying through the throats of a thousand ancient galactic evils. And I'm drowning in the blood of a million dying wars. And he's just listing all these things about like you know like how he'll go on and all things have to end just as you will. Blah blah blah. And then Dina runs inside and like Valifax is like, I'm not accustomed to speaking to children. And <laughs> sorry, Emmett, was that did that come off wrong? And Emmett's like, yeah, really? It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I couldn't I, tell. Yeah, you did really handled uh, that beautifully. <clears throat> nice, <laughs> nice. So um, Emmett like kind of comes upstairs as Jan uh, Janie and uh, Roy are having the conversation about like him wishing that he had been better, he'd been taken away, or just something changed. Mm -hmm. And um, so he hears a part of it, obviously. Uh, and uh, he's like, "Hey, you mind if I? I don't mean to interrupt, but um, Janie was looking for you, or D got, or uh, D was looking for you, Janie." He's so, got a haircut now. Yeah, no, yeah. He, he got himself all later. cleaned up. Huh. He, he, yeah. He's like, no, like this Time is what I passed. used to look like. Yeah. And um, so then Roy and his dad have a bit of a conversation. He's like, has I'm he put the sword down? No, since... he literally does not. Does he like, like shower that. with it and stuff? I guess so. <laughs> that, just holds. That it. must be difficult, only having one hand that you can really use for stuff. You know what? Hey, people live with that. He That's true. He would do it, 
Emmett Quinlan would do it. Mm -hmm. um, so Roy and Emmett have a nice conversation, or kind of a nice conversation. They have a conversation outside about it. He's just like, I'm sorry about what you just heard. He's just like, no, it's fine. Anyway, and like Emmett immediately tries to change the topic. Mm. Or he's just like, how have the Rangers been doing? Right, I'm not going to have that conversation. He doesn't want to have those kinds of conversation, yeah. right? And like Roy's like, Dad, I'm sorry, could you put that sword down? This is just really distracting. No, like he's fine. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, he's just like, fine, just hold the sword. I don't care. But like, we have to talk about this. Like, mm. we're acting like this is totally normal. You were gone and now you're back. This is not normal. We have to talk about this. And that's about the time that Emmett looks at his son and he goes, your mother hugged you too much. Ah, uh, okay. And like Roy's like, really? And like he's just like you're you're like he walks off and he's like just muttering to himself about it. He's just like, you're like closer here now than you have been, and you're never been further away from me. Like I don't understand. Mm. I don't know what to do. And like, then like Emmett kind of has this moment where he like kind of softens and he's like, here's the thing. When I found out I was sick, and that like I couldn't take care of your mother anymore. I didn't know what I was going to do because like I've always done that and like so like I like I don't know if it was like your prayer or whatever but like the fact that Valifax is here like I don't care like this is what I wanted I wanted to be here and like be able to take care of myself and my mm -hmm. family and just all of this stuff right and that's about the time this crazy zombie thing shows up and bites Roy in the in the shoulder oh my god Roy does he turns around he like punches it in the face and like Emmett's nice. like, uh, okay, get back in the house. And like, um, Valifax knows exactly what's going on. He's like, it's Balgrim, which <laughs> is like Aristus' oh, yeah. brother. Oh. And the youngest son of a tomb. And he's just like, he's here. He will hide in the shadows and send his like army here first. That's his way. He's a coward. And he's just like, but nothing will hide from me. And then like Valifax like lights up and illuminates the fact that they're surrounded oh, oh what by like these like zombie, zombie skeletal hordes um that's awesome though right it's a really cool visual and so like he's like he's like Roy get back in the house get the family start boarding up the things I'll take care of this because like Emmett's like it's it's on and like <laughs> Valifax is like don't don't be afraid we'll end this together and then he's just he's like and never let go and so the two of them just launch into this fight and they just start like taking out zombies left and right and it's like this epic looking thing but like some of the zombies get through and they're like right. coming and like trying to they're coming from all sides they're coming from all sides and like direction. they're like pushing into the house and like Emmett wants to go back and Valifax is like don't worry I got this and so Valifax like goes into all of the knives in the house and like oh. he uses them because he's the Lord of or the Lord right, of Blades, right. and like cool. he starts attacking them, and he takes the um, the little like windmill thing that they have outside, and he rips off all of the. the These are Russell blades. Yep, and, <laughs> and now we'll take the blades of our ass. <laughs> all right, maybe not that. All right, that's 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 not gonna help. That's kind of stretching. Yeah, that's, you're like, <sighs> damn it. Just like maybe they have allergy. Yes, carpet exactly. Just wraps them up and grabs. Right? Yeah. Now light them on fire. <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, I really didn't have a I, second part of this plan. <laughs> Ah, Lord of Blades. Um, so, like, they go to work doing their own thing, and, and like, which is awesome. And then, like, it's funny because Valifax and Aristus are such proper individuals, and Valifax is like, Son of Emmett, I'm so sorry that I couldn't get here sooner, but like, I'm here now, and don't worry. And Emmett's like, or Roy's like, Cool. <laughs> this is a weird world I'm living uh, yeah, in right now. There's knives flying around. I just, and... like, and like, Dean is like, Yeah! <laughs> this is awesome! You know, honey, don't talk to the knives. You notice now, like, she's had, like, this little wooden sword ever since, like, her grandpa mm. came back. It's just cute. Like, yeah. she's just, like, she wants to be like him. It's awesome. So anyway, while, like, they're, like, while Emmett and Valifax are taking care of them, the main horde, Valifax is like, Belgrim's here. Like, so, like... I'm gonna have to go fight him now. Yeah, and he, like, he, like, arrives. 
and like he looks like that. Yeah. Um, and it floats. And, stuff. and like he Valifax is like, don't attack him. And Emmett's like, yeah, I got this. And he like leaps over everything and he goes to attack him and he poofs away. Because mm. he's like Loki in that sense. He's yeah. like he's a trickster and a liar. I told you not to attack him. He did. Know. And so what he does instead is Balgrim goes into the house and takes mm. Dina and leaves with her. Well shit. And so I told you, like, and so Emmett's like, well then I have to go get her. Where is she? And he's and Valifax is like, Balgrim's like place that he rules over is hell. So we're gonna have to go to hell. And he's like, okay, I'll be right back. Well, I'm not gonna leave my granddaughter in hell. Yeah. Right? And so he does. He goes to hell. And like, I love this first page of this new issue because like, I remember getting like, I think it's issue four. I was just mm -hmm. like, this is awesome. <laughs> it's just Emmett Quinlan with the sword trudging through this barren wasteland because like, in theory, hell is everywhere and it's like below the current realm. And so he's like, this is the area of hell below Texas, mm -hmm. which is why it kind of looks like the landscape they were in. It's I'm like, like Texas that's like darker. Yeah, like yeah, you see like really a fence cool. going across. Yeah, there's a horse. Valifax and Emmett have like a conversation while they're in hell, and he's just like, so this is hell. Creatures and yeah, stuff. there's just things everywhere. It's just disgusting. Just like it's just it's not a good place to be because we kept seeing rabbits early on. Oh, Remember we yeah. kept seeing like the tall-eared rabbits. Yep. So this is like a callback to that because we're in hell, so it's dead. And, and there was a spider in the grass at one point. Yeah. In a picture. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, like, it was on the roof. Yeah. But like so like it's it's clever. It's clever. Jeff Shaw knows what he's doing. Um, so anyway, um, and it's like, all right, where are they? And Valavax is like, I think they're over there in that building. And he's like, how do you know? Are you sure? And he's just like, well, um, we asked that question, and then all of a sudden that building showed up. So um, mm. I'm going to say it's in there. Maybe you trust the magic sword. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I would. You didn't trust me earlier what when if I said it's don't a trap attack. Sword? Right. Well, he says it, it is. It must oh. be. He's like, it's too easy. He's just like, right. well, we got to go anyway. Right. Um, well, you want her back, don't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so back at the house, it's not like the Meanwhile. zombies went away. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. So, like... Why didn't they finish with the zombies before... Be I, because they, like, I think, like, Janie and Roy were like, that's fine, go get our daughter. Right. Um, so, like, Roy's praying, and Dean, and Janie's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm praying. And she's like, really? There's magic swords and gods up all up the sky and, like, zombie things and stuff like that, and you're going to pray like that's going to do anything? Well, it worked before. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> she's like, you, like, basically, she's like, and you think Jesus exists. Like, right. it's, like, an interesting question of religion we have, mm -hmm. like, crop up here, because it's like, obviously, the things that we've seen here are not that right so but what do also you do? there's like magical stuff so like right? maybe brain works right? just not the way i thought it and did. roy's like but valifex said hell and she's like look here's the thing we got bigger fish to fry uh, so like uh, immediately they like like they run upstairs because that's where the guns are mm -hmm. and so that like they make their stand yeah. there um back in hell emmett reaches like the door and he's just like all right well like Listen, Valifax is like, Balgrim is going to do everything he can to leverage what, like, has, like, your past in order to get what he wants. Mm -hmm. And, like, I can protect you physically, but mentally you gotta, you gotta keep yourself safe. And, like, because we don't want, we, we can't risk him hurting Dina. Mm -hmm. And, like, he's just trying to be like, you have to keep yourself together. Right. Mm. <laughs> I can tell you right now, I'm not gonna be able to do that. Yeah, right? Well, because Emmett's response to that is, if he hurts her, it's the last thing he'll ever do. And it's just like, cool. Uh, yeah. Also, your wife's gonna make a comeback. So, this is an awesome uh. image. If Balgrim holding 
Dina. Like, I just love this image. I don't yeah, know why. This, like, it's like horrifying throne. Yeah, yeah, it's creepy and horrible. And like, he's stroking her hair. Yeah. And like, it should be something like loving, but it's totally twisted. Yeah. So um, he's like, he, he rolls up and he's just like, hey, yeah. So um, just give me the blade and you guys and can no, go everything home. Everything will be fine. Because like, my dad really wants it. So if you just give it to me, uh, I don't know. I don't really care at the end of the day. Oops. It's his legacy, I guess. Mm -hmm. But like, look. All I really know is he wants it. Just like, here's the thing. At the end of the day, everything's gonna die. And like, so like he should just get over it. There have been plenty of old gods that came and went before him and people don't remember them. But I guess mm. he thinks if he has this sword, they'll remember him. But like, he's just making everybody's life really hard right now. So just give me the sword, all right? Mm. Just give me the sword. So Belgrim mm -hmm. is going through daddy stuff just like Roy is. <laughs> right, well, daddy they stuff. all kind of are. Like, Aristus yeah. is too. But yeah. like, Belgrim doesn't really care. Like, he just wants to do what he wants to do. And, um, like. But he's still being called upon. Yeah. yeah well, he's... like I said, like, his dad's making everything really rough for everybody else, right? right? Like, he's just like. He's not going to calm down until he gets this sword. Exactly. Yeah. So it's worth it to them. So he's just like, you know, like, just, just like, you can have the girl back, you can go home, mm -hmm. just, just give it to me. You have to give it to me, I can't just take it. Um, so Emmett, of course, his only response is, I'm leaving here with my granddaughter and the sword, so. <laughs> you know, that's the deal. Fuck you. <laughs> and so Bilgram's like, all right, fine. And he calls out Emmett's wife, mm -hmm. who is, um, he look, she looks like, like when they first met, or like not when they first met, but earlier on in their relationship. Mm -hmm. And she's young. She's young. She's young, and she's she's lovely looking. She's how he always remembers. Exactly. Her. And so like Emmett's like, is this real? And and Valifax's response is, it doesn't matter. Look away. <laughs> so we don't know. Right. Like she could if be it's actually her or not in hell. Yeah, which is like really yeah. rough. And like yeah. Valifax is like, you have to close your eyes. Don't look at it. Just just stop. Just uh, oh my god, don't let go. Jesus. And Emmett lets go with the sword. And he has this moment so he with just his, immediately fails. Well, he doesn't <laughs> fail. Like, he, like, remember he, like, just relived her death because he mm -hmm. hadn't remembered it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he visited her grave. That was the one spot he took Aristus. Uh, mm -hmm. Yep. And so, um, essentially, like, like, the two of them hug, and he's just like, I understand, like, you know, like, how could you be here? Like, you know, like, I couldn't find you. I didn't know what was happening. And she's like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm here now. Just stay with me. And so they're just hugging each other, and Balgram just goes to the sword, and he picks it up. And like, Valifax is like, my power is a gift and it's not yours to have. And like, you are unworthy of my power and you're actually unworthy of the power you have entirely. Mm. He's like, you used the dead as your army and they deserve peace. And that is not what your job is. You have failed at your job. And so like, he- I am an honorable sword. You are a bad man. Yeah. Valifax is like reaming him out like he's just like we see the farmhouse which is under siege and like how both Janie and Roy have run out of ammunition and like they're about to be taken and like the whole army like like you know like floats away because Valifax releases him like he is able to release them so he lets them go yeah. and like when that happens so too is Elizabeth gone oh. which is so sad because now he has lost her again yeah. but he remembers her this time well he remembered her when he remembered she died too yeah. and so like now like yeah it's 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 real bad and so like Belgrim is like twisted remember i said it would like twist and like you know make them turn turn them inside out is probably what happened to a human he gets like twisted and like he's like Arr. emmett is furious <laughs> yeah and Belgrim's like don't do it just leave me alone and then emmett proceeds 
to beat him to death. Oh. Whoa! With his bare hands. Not even with the sword. No. Yikes. With his rage and his like and, and all the vitriol he has, he beats him to a literal pulp. <laughs> and it's Yikes. like just incredible. And then he picks up the sword and like Valifax apologizes. He's like, I can't even imagine. He's like, I don't want to hear it right now. Mm. And then he gingerly picks up Dina and he just walks out of hell. And he goes home and he reunites the family together. <sighs> And then he like walks out into the field and he goes, I know you can hear me. Let's finish this. <laughs> I'm just like, like, like this book doesn't stop. <laughs> um, but then we get this little break for a quick second. This is like, for me, this is like the, like such a curvy page too. Yeah, got the crackle, definitely. Got the, the glow, and got the dark. And this giant man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we get the like origin of Valifax. Oh. And that essentially a tomb took a star or like a sun mm-hmm. from the sky dooming billions and put it into the into a forge and created Valifax, right? And with Valifax, he like felt his legacy was secured and he was able to conquer hundreds of realms under his reign basically, right? Mm-hmm. And so like we see his children here, right? They're all boys by the way. I thought mm-hmm. that one was a girl. They're all boys. <laughs> um, we see Balgrim and um, Aristus, and then the other two of them mentioned later on. Um, but um, basically, like his dad was just like, "That's this is it. I've done everything." But then in the end, like a greater force destroyed the kingdom of Always. Hmm. Interesting. Even with the sword. Time. Even though it's called uh, the kingdom of Always. Time destroyed. The kingdom of all. It was, it was a very long. Well, I guess time you ago, should have created exactly. a clock, right? Well, because what? the what? <laughs> well, you could stop it. <laughs> because Can't attack time with the sword. Sorry. Either the sun that he used to create Balafax, or the sun that the system, like that the was like the kingdom of Hoys was located in, was going supernova basically, mm. and there was nothing they could do to stop it. Right. Right. Like just everything must die. That's, right. It's the Stars inevitability of things. Yeah. yeah. Even Belgrim says it. Yeah. Exactly. And he's that's what he does. Right. Like he's <laughs> the ruler of hell. He's like I know. And even when his his end came, he's like, but but not me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not me. Oh, you're gonna beat oh, me to death. No. Cool. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Damn it. Um. And at the end of the day, like, a tomb used, like, a huge portion of his power to keep part of his kingdom alive. Okay. And so, like, it's basically this little floating island that's left, and like he has to concentrate constantly to keep it together. Um, Just like the ivory tower in the Never Ending Story. Yeah. <laughs> or like Asgard. There you go. <laughs> like Asgard. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes more sense. Um. So basically, like, Atul doesn't want his reign to ever end. Sure. And like, why would you? Right. So like, he's just like, I, I don't know. Maybe get tired. Right? Just, just let it go, right? Dude, I gotta take a nap so bad, but I can't. I gotta keep this entire place up. I know, and like... I haven't slept in millennia. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I, he's like, I just crap in this chair. <laughs> it, look, it looks like it. Basically, he's really upset because his lineage is now in question by an old man who won't give up the sword that he made. <laughs> yeah, but he made it with a giant what? hammer. You think, like, the hammer might be like... You know what? Screw the sword. I got my hammer. Right? Exactly. What is uh but what does he need the sword for? He just wants it. It's his. It's his legacy. Ah, he created it. He used so it to conquer the realms. It's an heirloom. It left him at some point. Yep. It's like I want it back. Yeah. I think yeah. he my under So I want everything. The subtext here is I think he gave it to Aristus and that's uh, when it right? Right. Because like 
And the rest just fucked it up. So I, like, yeah, well. because later on, it's kind of like mentioned that like Valifax would have left a tomb because he didn't like him. Mm. But it's hard to escape those who create you. Okay. And I was just like, just like it's hard to stand up to your parents. Right, right. Like it's that kind of thing. So my, between the lines, yeah. it seems like it was passed down. And then it was like, well, now I can go. Right. Bye. This guy didn't create me. Yeah. Even though it was like, but I gave it up freely. Yeah. So like now he's like, but now I want it back. And I made you. You better get your butt back here right now. <laughs> you are over curfew, mister. <laughs> he's like, listen, Aristus, you got to go get the sword for me. He's like, I already tried to do that. And like, I don't know, like, we can't touch Emmett Quinlan because Valifax turns men into gods. So what are we gonna? Wait. What what do you? What am I supposed what, to do? Also, you you may be the god of war and blood, yes, but honor. Yeah, and he's just like I I I got I got nothing here. He's like Valgrim couldn't stop him. What? And like right. his father was like Valgrim's gone. He failed me. Now he's gone. So you got to do it. Like he didn't care. Right. He didn't care. His, his son is dead. We found out the other two brothers are also dead. Oh wow. All right. So Yikes. the gods can die, but maybe the sword will endure. Right? And that's yeah. what he wants the legacy to be. Exactly. Kind of. And like, Aristus is like, I'm not a coward. It's just, we've already lost enough. Mm. Maybe we should just stop. Right. And like, try to figure something else out for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe no! we just like stop and think for like a second. Okay. And then, <laughs> well, he has a chest <laughs> and he pushes it down the stairs. Ooh. And he's just like, Take this and go and show him who you are. Show him war. Oh. And so Aristus goes, and what he puts on is that crazy suit of armor. And yeah. remember the hammer yeah. from earlier? Yeah, now That's he's got the totally hammer. the hammer. Nice. And so the two of them meet on the field of battle, and it's storming, and there's like crazy lightning, and like. Like one of those crazy Texan storms. Yeah, and yeah. Aristus is like. And McQuinlan, this is your last chance. Please just surrender. Like, he mm. doesn't want to do this. He doesn't, like, I love him as the god of war because I've never seen a more reasonable god of war. Right, yeah. Like, he's just like, I am the god of war and I will fight you and I'm very skilled at it, but, like, I am also, like, a person in a sense mm. and, like, I have compassion and, like, I'm dealing with a lot of the same things that your son's dealing with you. Mm -hmm. So, like, maybe we could just all find a happy... I feel like I'm the only person who's here that's not crazy. Anybody else feel like that? <laughs> right. Is it just me? We just like talk for like a second. <laughs> right. Valifax, are you getting this well, too? Valifax like, is like, shut up. Oh. I'm not going back. Okay. I'll never go back. <sighs> he's like caught in the middle, right? Because he's, he's completely caught in the middle. Because like the sword won't go back, yep. and his father won't like give like, in on that. Yeah. So it's and, like, and neither something's got to give. And Emma's and not going to give in, yeah. and like he's just like, cool. Yeah. Dad, I'm honor bound to listen to my dad. Yep. But, like, but you're an honorable man. Uh. I just don't know what I'm going to do here. <laughs> Could be your own man. Right? No. You say no. You can't. And then, like, we see this amazing fight. And, like, the narrator describes it as it could be heard all over Texas. And that, like, each time the hammer hit the ground, people in, like, towns miles away could feel the ground like waving, like it was like in an ocean. Deep in the heart of Texas. It, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and that like every time Emmett sliced through the air, they could smell the burning of like, like him like basically cutting the air. But also they mentioned that at one point he cuts a lightning bolt in half. 
<laughs> I was like, that's cool. <laughs> you see, that's very myth-like. Right? Mm-hmm. It is a myth. It's a modern myth. And so basically they have this epic battle and like at one point like you think Emmett's down because Aristus hits him real hard. Like mm. just kabam. And then like the narrator's like, see, see this little speech bubble down here? Yeah. They're like the curse that came out of Aristus's mouth in that moment, there's no translation for. <laughs> but if I had to hazard a guess, it would be holy shit. <laughs> because there's Emmett Quinlan, no shirt, just like bring it, like power just shooting out of his eyes on the side. And like, so Aristus throws his hammer at him and Emma just blocks it. And then he like shoots behind Aristus and he like, Aristus grabs his hammer back and the two of them just go at it. And they're like wrecking the house and Janie's gonna leave with Dina. And like uh-huh. Roy's like, I can't go. And then he's just like, but I have to, like I have to go with my family. Yeah. Good. I'm glad yeah. you made that choice. <laughs> like, yeah. he's just like, I, I can't. Like, I'll, I'll drive. It's fine. But then, like, Aristus lands on their car, and oh. he's, like, battered and, like, burnt. And, like, Emmett's like, get away from him. And, like, honestly, oh. like, Aristus, yeah, Emmett has both weapons He's dual wielding now. He's got them both. <laughs> Aristus is like, please don't do this. And Roy's like, you have to stop. And the only thing that gets through him, or through to him, is Dina. She, mm. she, she calls out to her grandpa, and he immediately stops. He just stops everything. He's just like, I, I could have hurt you guys. I don't know what happened. I'm so sorry. And Roy's like, it's okay. Like, you're, you're, it's over, and it's going to be okay. And, like, we're just going to have to, like, you're going to have to put the sword down, and I'm just going to take care of you. And I know it's going to be hard, and I know you're going to, like, but, I, like, we have to do this. And he's like, I'm never giving the sword back. Mm-hmm. He's like, because I'll lose everything, and I'm not going to do that. And he's just like, you've already lost everything. Look at this. Like, my family's, like, scared. And, like, Emmett... And we're in danger? Yeah. And Emmett repeats, like, your family. Like, he suddenly has realized what he has truly lost. Mm. And that, like, he doesn't... Like, Roy doesn't consider his, like, own father to be part of his family anymore. And, like, that's about the time that Aristus takes off his helmet. And he's like, hey, listen. Like, you have to listen to your son. Like, I can't go home without Valifax. My father has barred me from our kingdom until I come back with the sword. I can never go home unless I have that sword. Mm. And I can't stay here because I stick out like a sore thumb. Right? And he's like, you don't understand. My father will never stop. It, like, he would sacrifice a thousand sons. Like, and I don't mean like the celestial body. I mean like progeny mm-hmm. to get this sword back. And like, basically, like, Emmett decides that the only way to end this is for him to take the fight to Atum. Mm. I'm. That's excellent. I kind of wish he would just give up the sword. Right? Well, what does the sword have to say about all this? Like, is the sword telling him, like, maybe you should just put me down? Nope. Or is it like, no, let's go. No. No, he says, like, I know what you seek, because he can, like, kind of read Emmett's mind. Mm -hmm. He's just like, but, and I know it'll be difficult, but, like, we could possibly do it. Okay. He's like, you want to do this? And, like, they, they leave. And, like, as Emmett leaves, he says, I'm sorry, son. Like, that's the only thing he says, is he apologizes to his son, which I appreciate, because he apologizes to him, in my opinion, in that, like, moment on a lot of levels. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just like, I'm sorry I almost killed everybody. I'm (laughs) sorry I'm leaving. And I'm sorry I did this to our family. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry that, like, I am the way I am. Yeah. That I was that way when you were growing up. Exactly. Like, all of it. And he just leaves. And he lands in a place that initially looks very similar to where he is. And he's just like, okay, we're here. Nah. And, like, we see this, like, crazy image with all these, like, fish-looking, like... Flying creatures. Yeah. And those things are called the Vogel... Vol, 
ghoul, um, and they basically scavenge the energy of dying gods. Okay. Because huh. Atum is dying. Oh. And so, like, they're there, and he's been kind of keeping them at bay mm-hmm. for as long as he could while keeping his realm together. That's all he cares about, right? And so, basically, Emmett Quinlan, like, takes them on because he's just like, like I said, Valifax turns men into gods, and Valifax himself is the god of blades and therefore can kill gods. Mm-hmm. So, Emmett Quinlan is like a god who can kill gods. And it's kind of cool, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's neat, right? Well, if he kills those fish things, will they stop... Will well, a tomb stop dying? No, no. A tomb's dying. They're just there because they want to eat the energy that's coming off of him. Yeah, they're, they're the like... sharks who smell the blood in the water. Yeah, that's <laughs> them. Because they show. I was going to say guy. they're like vultures. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. And so, like, um, like so when Emmett shows vultures. up with Valifax, he's like, oh, okay. Um, basically, um, like, they are now seeking them because they're their higher energy source. Mm-hmm. So, like, they go for that. Back on the, the farm, basically, the, uh, back on the ranch, um, <laughs> Janie's just sitting there having a conversation along with Dina and Aristus. Like, they're just hanging out there. <laughs> basically, Dina asked, who's going to win? Like, your dad or my grandpa? Mm. And, like, Aristus is like, well, I mean, you see, like, I don't want, like, I, I, I don't know who's going to win, but, like, I, I, I wish that they, neither of them would fight because, like, you know, whatever. But, right. like, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because in the end everything's going to be okay. And Jeannie just goes, I think my grandpa's going to win. And he's like, fair enough. <laughs> so, you very you are well a nice then. child. I'm yeah. not going to say anything against it. Right, so then Janie, <laughs> Then like, again, I have the hammer here, so you're probably right. Right? So, like, Janie, like, sends Dina off to play and, like, goes say hi to her dad because her dad's just standing in the middle of the field because he doesn't know how to comprehend any of this, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, Janie and Aristus have a nice little conversation where, like, she's like, thanks for saying that. That was really nice of you. So, like, be that positive. And he's like, no, like, at the end of the day, you will be okay because you have her, which is something my family doesn't have. You have an heir. Mm-hmm. And, like, upon reading this the third time, I was like, I, I don't know how I didn't pick this up the first time. He's basically saying, he's just like, because you have an heir and all my father cares about is a sword. He had children and mm-hmm. he gave them up because he thought his legacy was a sword. Right. And like, look what your family has. And like, that's what Emmett is fighting for. And like, it's so cool because mm-hmm. it's just like, he totally gets it. It takes a god yeah. to get through to her. <laughs> yep, pretty much. And so... Aristus is the real unsung hero He here. really... God damn. He is. He's awesome. Um... To be fair, though, Emmett Quinlan is, like, one of my favorite for, like, this, like, sort of, like, crazy action genre heroes (laughs) in a long time. Mm. Because, like, misled as he is, he's doing it for all the right reasons. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't know how to express that. You know what I mean? Like, none of them understand the idea of not being able to remember. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just like, but for them, like, we'll remember you. And like, well, that's, that's his legacy. He's like, and I appreciate that. He doesn't necessarily care about his legacy. He cares about remembering them and being able to enjoy them while they're here now. Right. Like, well, and he doesn't want to become a, a burden, burden yeah. to them again. Exactly. He's already seen how that worked out. Like, yeah. he's had it's the. It's like his like, worst nightmare yes. to like, be a burden to somebody else. To be a burden. Because that was the opposite of who he was. He yeah. was always the caretaker. Exactly. Yeah. And he's had the fortune now to be a person to come back from that to see what it did to his family mm-hmm. and how little his daughter in law cared for him mm-hmm. and how his granddaughter didn't even know. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, all he wants to do is just hang on to his family. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, this is how I have to do it. And so he grabs one of the Volgals and he drives Valifax into it and he rides it into a tomb's castle. 
Much like the sandworm in Dune. Right? <laughs> and like, a tomb's like, Emmett Quinlan of Texas, it. I see. Okay. Well, um, so is everyone in your land this stubborn? <laughs> and like, this crazy? And he's just like, no, actually, I'm one of the nicer ones. <laughs> and so like, he's like, I think we should talk. And like, a tomb just attacks him. And huh. unleashes like, like, no, incredible. No, I think we'll fight. Right? Incredible godlike energy, which like, just is like, just kind of wrecking him. And like while this is going on, uh, a tomb cannot focus on keeping everything the way it needs to be, and so mm. the like barrier that was keeping um, uh, Aristus out is now like waning, and so like he can sense that, and he's just like, I don't know what that means. Like, is that like, like I, I mm. clearly they must be fighting, mm -hmm. and like when he mentions that like it's breaking and weakening, like Roy's like, is that good? And like, I, I feel badly because Aristus is like, no, it's not good. Because like, for him, he's just like, because my father will probably die. Right, because he's getting and I, But I don't know if it's mine or yours. Like, I don't know what's happening. So in neither situation, or in either situation, it's not good. Right. It is not good. So like, inevitably, like, Emmett says, please, which makes a tomb stop. And he's just like, oh, see, you do have manners. That's totally cool. He's just like, I'm, I'm going to turn my back on you. And he's just like talking and like just being a jerk, basically. He's just like, look, I can't take Valifax from you. And I would rather, like, even if you die, I can't take him from you. Right. And I'd rather not have your, like, decaying arm on my sword for all of eternity because, like, I'm totally going to live because I'm in denial about, like, everything that's happening to me. <laughs> right. Despite and the fact like, that I'm clearly dying. Exactly. And Emmett's like, <laughs> I'm not dying. Shut up. My kingdom is perfect. Right. <laughs> and, like, Emmett's like, don't you turn your back on me. And he launches into, like, this, like, angry like heartfelt, like just raw little like speech where he's just like, I never cared about the sword. I just want to remember my family and you couldn't give it to me. Mm. You couldn't just let me have this. Like that's all I wanted. Mm -hmm. And all you could care about was your legacy basically. He's like, I didn't choose Valifax. I didn't choose to fight, but I'm here because I will. And like a tomb is like, he's just like, I really don't care. And he launches these like crazy tendrils at him. And like stabs him in the back. Oh. And like, like he's just like, you're nothing. You mean nothing to me. In the grand team of life, like I don't, I don't even know who you are, and it doesn't matter. And he's just like, I once I get Valifax back, I am going to go to your realm, and I'm going to raise it. Oh, you don't say that to him. Like a tomb is just, he's a bastard. Yeah. Like he's a total he's just bastard. A bitter, and like, yeah, exactly. Person. And yeah. Emmett's decision to do this, like was right. Like, this guy's got to yeah, go. Yeah, somebody has to stop this guy. This guy's yeah. got to go. A tomb goes, give me back my sword. <laughs> and Emmett's like, fine. And he takes the sword and he throws it at him. <laughs> and as he does, he remembers what Valifax said to Dina earlier on about like, you know, <laughs> cutting the throats of ancient evil and all that stuff. And basically Valifax flies it up and like slices a tomb's throat. And like then goes back to Emmett's hand and like Emmett's like, wow, you came back. And he's like, I did, but like, here's the thing. You're so injured, I can't help you. I'm barely able to keep you together right now. I can't heal you from this. And if I transfer us back to your realm so you could say goodbye to everybody, I will definitely not be able to keep you alive to that point. Mm. And he's like, I know. And he's just like, we're just gonna have to finish this here then. And I'm like, Aww. right? And so like, as that's going on, like Aristus is like, I have to go back. Because like the the barrier is completely broken now that he's been cut, 
He's like, it's all falling apart. He's like, I have to go home. Yeah. And he's like, the whole world was going to fall yeah, apart. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. well, not just that. Like, he's like, it's my father. Mm. I have to go back. Yeah. In a way, he's more Roy than Roy. Well, he goes, and Roy, you should come with me. Mm. I would recommend you come with me. Yeah. And Janie turns around and she's like, you have to go. Like, this is the first time she's ever agreed that he has to do something for his dad. Mm. And, and she's like, she's like, your dad's going to need you and we're going to be okay. And like, Roy's not sure he's coming back. Right. And he's just like, what are you going to tell Dina? And she's like, don't worry, you'll tell her when you get back. And so the two of them just walk off into this like crazy, like, you know, portal yeah, thing, thing yeah. Kirby Crackle portal. <laughs> and they go. And when they arrive, they see Emmett and a tomb locked in battle. And like Aristus takes the hammer and kind of busts through them. And he's like, you have to stop this. Like, this is crazy. Like, he's basically yelling at his dad. Mm -hmm. He's like, you're out of your mind. He's this still is not dead? No, he's not dead, and like Emmett's not, but like they're both but they're, like they're critically both really injured. dying. Yeah, at this point. Yeah, it, yeah, it's really bad, and so like this is the point where the narrator's like, "I wish I could tell you that Emmett fought his way back and kept the sword, mm. but I didn't say this was a happy story. I told you it was a true one." And so Roy races to his father, and he catches him as he's falling, and Roy's like. Dad, like, I got you, and, like, like you know, don't let the sword go. We'll, we're going to get you out of here, that kind of thing. And Emmett is so battered, he can't even speak anymore. So he cannot say the things he wants to say to his son, mm. just like he couldn't in life. And in that moment, he takes the sword, and he gives it to Roy. And as the sword is passed, something happens. And every memory that Emmett has of Roy's life as a child as a man, getting married, having Dina, is passed on to him, and Roy is able to see what his dad really felt for him. Mm. And he's able to see what, like, everything his dad wished he had said to him in life. And then Emmett dies, and he's just gone. Roy thanks his father for that, because he never had that. Mm -hmm. And that's about the time we see the flip side to this, and a tomb kills Aristus. Wow. Because... God damn! Like a tale of two fathers yep. there, yeah. Yep, you failed me. And so he kills him. And then, like, a tomb's like, son of Quinlan, give me that sword. And Roy's like, I, I don't care what you do. And he just leaves. Like, he uses Balifax to take he and his father away from there. And then the, the kingdom of always is destroyed and a tomb mm. dies and leaves nothing behind because he has no son, he has no heir, and he has no sword. Like, he lost everything. Yeah, he lost it all. Yeah. And Roy takes his father to a star, basically, and he passes him into there. And then he returns home to the farm where he abandons Valifax and like just lets it go and he returns to his family. And they inevitably sell the house Mm. And and they move back to Austin, and uh, that's it. And the, the story has been passed down through the Quinlan family and told over and over again, and that's God Country for you. Mm. And you don't hear what happens to the sword? Nope, the sword just goes off. Does the sword have anything to say to Roy before it goes? Nope, or? I, the, the sword remains silent. I don't mm. think the, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it talks to Roy because... I think it would. I think it just has nothing to say because yeah. like, he already has everything he needed. Yeah. So there you go.
All right, I got goosebumps. I did not cry. <laughs> God dang it. While this is a story of like fathers and, and sons, it's mm. more or less about the things that are unsaid between mm -hmm. families. And I know like for Kate's, this came down to, he had a, 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 a medical issue um, a couple years ago before this story obviously came out mm -hmm. where he was in the hospital and dealing kind of with his own mortality. And around the same time, his brother had a, his first child. And so like he had this moment of like this crazy dichotomy of like legacy and like, you know, what you leave behind and like all that stuff. And so it just became the story tied in with the Kirby and living in Texas. And so that's where it came mm -hmm. from. And it's probably because of how personal it is. And mm -hmm. as he called it, it's the like smallest, like insanely like gigantic story that he's ever told. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's why I like Kate's in this so much because part of him's in this. Yeah. And it's like, definitely a personal. Yes, it's a personal story, story yeah. but like, I think it's a story that like, uh, because it's a story of families and like, regardless of like what you have for a family, the idea of legacy typically does come up in a sense, like good, bad, whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's like a story that a lot of people I think can relate to yeah, in a sense. Yeah, it's kind of universal. And it there is. are good and bad portions of family in this. Oh yeah, because it's just so funny, because initially like, I love Emmett Quinlan, but like I love Emmett Quinlan because I knew the whole story. You know, like initially he's like, he's, he's a hard guy to get behind. Like he's an action hero in a sense, but like when you get to see his reasonings and that double space, like page splash of like all of the memories, it's so sweet because all the memories you see are like, you know, like when he was born, when he gets married, the pride that he felt like, mm -hmm. like just like little moments that like Roy didn't even know happened. Mm -hmm. Because like for Emmett, he was just like, but I'm raising you the way I think I should be raising you because I want you to be a certain way. Right. Like, like if you won't be strong if I tell you like how proud I am of you. Exactly, and so even, forth. even yeah. if I am, because yeah. like, you know, like, all right. So if you're a fan of because he had that line about how like your mom hugged you too much. Yeah. So clearly he has this notion that like you can't be too like you can't show too much. Yeah, regardless like, love of, to your children. Right, regardless of or, how much he did like love him. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's like I like that one there where it's just like mm -hmm. his wife's pregnant and like it's him like on the ground like listening to her stomach and like hugging her and it's just it's like. It's so sweet. Mm -hmm. It's just so, so sweet. And like, it's, what I like about this is like, yeah, it would have been awesome for him to go home and be able to live out his life with Valifax. Mm -hmm. But like, it is such a fitting end mm -hmm. for a man like Emmett. Right. You know what I mean? Like, well, compared to where he was before, where he had Alzheimer's and couldn't even communicate yeah. to, or even recognize his family. Exactly. Like, this is a much better ending It's a better end ending. For him. He also gets to go out fighting. Like, and, yeah. Yeah the thing that he lost, he lost all of his memories, mm -hmm. he gets to give those to his son. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which is something that no one ever gets to do. Right? It's spectacular. Like <sighs> this story is so good and it's such a high recommendation for me. And like, <laughs> this is it. Like, you don't have to worry about collecting anything else from this. You can just go and pick this up. That trade there, it's like, it's six issues. It's $17, the back of it. It's just filled with like awesome, like concept art and other covers and like art that other people did for the book. It's just such a like wonderful story and like I don't I definitely didn't do it justice because of the way that it's told the way the narration is told the, the word choices that are are selected for this so good you have to read it for yourself check the description box down below to find out like to find a link to a copy of it or whatever it is that Sal does down there he'll, he'll put it in there <laughs> you just you go down there and you, you check it out for me this is it and even if he did nothing else better that's saying a lot because it's a beautiful piece of art um, so go check it out. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to check the description box down below for all other kinds of things. P.O. boxes and social medias and links to the book. You definitely want that one. Definitely <laughs> definitely. want that one. 
Um, and we'll see you guys next time. I'm Tiffany. I'm Ethan. And I'm Ben. <laughs> see you guys later. <laughs> Bye.